Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Witch Talk. I brought back my Lynn with me today. Hello, Amy. <laughs> How's it going? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's, it's been a really interesting January and February, and I'm looking forward to what March has to offer. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, despite, you know, regular challenges, I really find that this, um, the beginning of March kind of woke me up a bit. I don't know. You know me, I, I don't exactly understand all of the, the things behind astrology, but I do believe that it's got a lot to do with how things are progressing into March here already. Well, that and there's quite a different energy coming into March. So it's, uh, you know, January and February was still kind of clinging to certain, certain stuff. And March <laughs> is kind of a letting go. There's a creativity and inspiration and stuff is kind of amping up this month. I feel that. I feel that. Which brings us to this episode. I want to talk about plants today. I'm actually super excited about this, so yes. <laughs> it's time to do something fun and refreshing and, like you said, creative. And I really, truly believe that the growing of plants is a huge part of the craft and practice. And these little guys have life and spirit from the very beginning and when you grow your own plants I really think that you bond with them on a completely different energy level would you agree I would definitely agree with that and actually as you were talking it reminded me of my grandma always had flowers and and, and veggies and stuff and she had this plaque in her garden and I don't remember exactly how the blessing went but it was like a kiss of the sun in the morning and something about rain and the dew on the earth. And it said, you are nowhere nearer to God than in the garden than anywhere else on earth. Oh, that gives me shivers. Actually. <laughs> yeah. I used to love that flag. I, like I gotta, I gotta find it so that I know what the actual thing is, but it always struck me that my grandma used to spend a lot of time in her garden and you know how you, you talk about, you get the garden veggies from the grocery store and they're okay. But then when you grow your own, you're like, wow, these are amazing. I think there's something to that. I completely agree with you um, because you're, I really believe in fostering a relationship with the plants that you grow whatever they may be and when they have that opportunity to nourish you um i think that's got a large part to do with the connection um to the earth and to me it's just breathtaking like the taste is different the smell is different the energy is different and it's it it's a true gift i think we learn to appreciate it more oh for sure when yeah we- when we do it ourselves and hey it also makes us self-sustaining which is huge right and it cuts down on your grocery bill 
<laughs> totally. <laughs> well, I also happen to grow um, herbs for that reason, too. That cuts down on my supply bill throughout the winter because I definitely um, live a plant life and uh, use various different um plants and herbs and flowers for various different things. Now, I just want to mention to everybody, before we get started on plants, and I think Lynn will agree with this statement, everything that we're going to talk about here today is strictly our own experience. I am not a registered herbalist, um, and any type of plants used Um, should always be, um, you should always consult your doctor before introducing anything into your diet. That said, we are going to talk about veggies too, but very important statement. Would you not agree? Definitely. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that there are certain even vegetables that people can't eat. Right? Yeah, like we'll definitely get to that here shortly. I just want to talk briefly, Lynn, about, you know, as as far as the craft is concerned, typical um, plants that you might find um, in a witch's garden. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Mugwort. I'm going to just come out there and say right off the bat, this is one of my spirit plants. I connect with this guy like it's just so oh it's so amazing and um, the gifts that I've been given by using mugwort growing mugwort using mugwort um, I would have to say that's got to be a huge staple in the witch's garden Uh, definitely now if we're just talking uh, if we're just going with the herbs for now we've got comfrey basil, um, rosemary. Uh, Oh gosh. I grow in my garden. (laughs) I've got yarrow that I grow. Yeah. Yarrow, sage. I grow rue. Catnip. Oh yeah. It's really great for cat, cat magic. Very huge. What else have we got? Well, I could just walk over here and look at what's in my thing. Because <laughs> I do have over a hundred plants planted. I, I have bay laurel. Um, I, do, oh, I don't I'm know so if that's something that a lot of people grow or know that they can grow. Now, I recently did a write-up in our um, Alberta Witches Association on mm-hmm. bay. And bay is so very important. Um, you know, it is also bay laurel is also classified as a tree so we're talking about a small shrub here really when we have you know we can buy it dried in the grocery store but to grow this this plant is amazing tell me about it because i haven't grown it yet you know it's associated with air and fire um what's your experience been like growing bay well, I, I find bay is actually one of the easy ones to grow. Like, I've got a couple different ones that kind of came up out of, hey, what's this? Let's see if it grows. And bay laurel was one of them. 
the other one was um, savory. So they just kind of grow for me personally. And my laurel is more of a shrub and I trim Mm -hmm. it down so that it stays small. Now, what happens to the plant when you do that? Uh, Well, I don't, I hesitate to say the more you trim it down, the better it grows because you don't want to trim it down too much. But if you keep a plant like that, that can be like a shrub or a tree, if you prune back a lot of the growth that happens, the stuff that you leave behind gets stronger. Because the more a plant grows, the more it's got to suck nutrients up and get everything to grow. Right? Right, right. So that's why your bay laurel leaves are the size of the Because <laughs> I've had one of your bay yeah. laurel leaves in my hand. And they're massive. They're so beautiful. You actually were one of the driving reasons that inspired me to want to grow bay laurel this year. So I'm definitely on the hunt for that plant. And, okay. You mentioned yes, savory. savory. You mentioned yes. savory. <laughs> So, again, another plant associated with the element mm-hmm. of air. Well, for, for me, savory is... Uh, I'm just trying to think, like, how do I explain? Because a lot of people don't use savory because, you know, it's, you've got sage and you've got rosemary and thyme. You know, like the song, Parsley, Sage, Rosemary and Thyme. <laughs> Um, But honestly, savory is kind of a bitter herb, but it can be used in um, sex magic and passion spells. And there I have this old Italian recipe for it's a tomato sauce that has savory in it. And it talks about the reason why you use savory is to add that sensual element to your food so when people eat it they fill themselves with love and you know it's just like this sense of contentment when they eat it yeah wow i have to admit it's not something i've considered before well it, it is one of those ones that is a very um less known herb I guess right because like I said your Mm go-tos instead of savory you're probably going to go with basil basil is a huge one right oh massive Uh, yeah you can do so much with it it's it's such a diverse magical like it's magical properties are so diverse for instance if you're talking about basil um, basil is good for protection it's good for, um, I'm trying to think of all the things it's good for. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, banishing, confidence, courage, initiation, power, rebirth, release. Like the list goes on and on and on. And yeah, on. like wealth. That's another thing that's, you know, I, I was actually thinking about basil this morning and I was thinking, you know, how you, if you use a white candle, that's kind of like the universal color to use for candle magic 
or have you got certain things like basil kind of seems like one of those universal herbs that you can use for pretty much anything and you know it's thought that they used it for embalming too like it's just got like i i can't get over how many different universal uses it can have like it's known it was known in a, in ancient greece as the king of the herbs it was just everything that you could think to do with it you could do with it well and it is very versatile in cooking because you can use it in sweet foods as well as savory foods um, but it is used to like drive off hostile spirits as well so it's been used in um talismans for protection and banishing you know um they talk about uh, i don't even remember the book that i read it in but um there was somebody that was talking about how their business was failing so they took an infusion of basil it was like a basil oil and sprinkled it around their business to help bring in new business and within a couple months their their whole their employees were feeling better their they were getting clients and their whole business had been turned around because they took this basil infusion with their intention of bringing harmony into the business and then it started flourishing mm-hmm. that's amazing that's really amazing i i mean like i said plants just have that spirit of their own and when you make the effort to um use plants uh they can really work wonders on so many different levels so many different levels so basil you had mentioned your rue as well yes i do grow rue Um rue is another one of those kind of lesser known Italian herbs and it also has quite a um a strong bitter flavor. So it mm-hmm. can also be used in healing and health. It is supposed to free up um like mental clarity type thing. It, it was yep. used in talismans to protect against the evil eye. Right? Oh. So it and it's used for purification, removing negativity from the home. So when I do house blessing oil, I actually add rue into it because it helps promote a lively home and you can actually dry bundles of it in the home to help with banishing negativity or getting rid of bad habits you can put it in poppets to speed people's recovery from physical ailments i love poppets <laughs> yes we were talking about <laughs> was it mr fitzsimmons mr fitzsimmons mr yes. fitzsimmons is a is a poppet of mine i made him this last full moon and he is made from okay. mandrake root and mandrake um as you know is is uh known as like an eater of filth 
if there's things around you, negative energies, they just Mandrake absorbs all of that mm-hmm. for you. Um, and so I fashioned Mr. Fitzsimmons while well, him and I fashioned him together um, to protect my magical tools and my apothecary. A very important so that's job. What he does. Yeah, and that's where he resides. And Mandrake, yeah. yeah. Big witch herb. Big witch herb. Even if we don't like to admit well, it. It's not even about <laughs> admitting it. It's like I've never even tried to grow it because I don't even know how to begin to grow it. I don't think it's something that Mandrake doesn't just grow. Yeah. Right? Like it takes years and years and years. And we as a society just don't live like that anymore. We don't live in one place for years and years and years. Like for an, a mandrake, really properly. And we're talking about now mandragora as opposed to American right. mandrake because they're, they're two different plants. But mandragora can take close to a hundred years to be fully matured for the root for use yeah for the the root so american mandrake is a little bit different it does grow wild um i think probably in the southern states middle Uh, yeah i'm not 100 sure i'm just i have some information here now, this is very interesting. The European varieties of mandrake, so that mm-hmm. would be mandragora, are considered nightshades. Yeah. Nightshade is yeah. a very interesting plant because, tell us about nightshades. Well, a lot of people, you know, we were talking about vegetables. A lot of people don't realize there are certain yeah. veggies in the nightshade family. You know, eggplant, uh, your peppers, so sweet peppers as well as like jalapeno, seriano, um, all of those are considered part of the nightshade family. Potatoes. I was just going to say the potatoes, tomatillas, um, they're all part of the nightshade family as well as the tobacco plant. And poison. Very, 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 very poisonous. It can cause liver damage and complete system shutdown, basically, if ingested. Yeah. Yeah. Flowers, leaves. Once the fruit is Yeah, the fruit is is the only thing that is edible. However, even that, some people have a sensitivity to the toxicity that's in those fruits. Right? Tomato allergies perhaps come oh, from Oh, definitely, this. I would say. Like, uh, but as far as, so, so magic-wise, these are excellent tools to have in your toolbox. Well, right? you, and, you and I were talking like we're ta- earlier about how my potatoes last year because I grew, uh, what was it, Yukon Gold last year. And I got a bunch mm-hmm. of um, potato berries. And I'd never seen them before. I didn't, I was like, 
these look like little tomatoes. What's going on? So, right? They were great. <laughs> but I, I, I got potato berries. I used them in magic spells over the last... Well, what did I get them in? Mm, summertime? Did, did I, yes, I did give them to you in September? the summer. That's right. Yeah. 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 And and I can I can attest to the effectiveness in um, some jar spells that I have. Well, made, but the, so. the thing is is potato berries look very similar to tomatoes. Like green unripe tomatoes. They totally so, do. But I mean, yeah, take one bite of those and it's a hospital trip for sure, if not a, ho- a trip to the morgue. Yeah. Yeah. And drying them was yes. tricky. Drying them is tricky. They really need to make sure that they're in sunlight. And yeah, get I had one that rotted on me because it didn't get rotated fast enough. Yeah. 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 I was surprised at how quickly that mm-hmm. needed to well, be yeah, turned. At least daily, I think. I did mine. Yeah. 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 Um. Like not even rose hips are like that. Uh, no, rose hips are a little bit more forgiving. And that's that's mm-hmm, another one mm-hmm. in in the witch's garden. However, I have roses that I grow, but I don't use those the rose hips that come off of those plants. No, there's there's no. a I prefer using the Alberta wild rose rose hips. That's what I have. I forage for them every year, and it's it's huge. And and I think that it, it's still possibly to spiritually connect with the plant when you're foraging it, even even as foraging. Well, as and to you know, you talk about foraging the rose hips. It, it was always kind of first and foremost in my mind that yes, I am harvesting them for my own use, but I'm also leaving some for you know deer or elk or other animals that might need some over the winter months right so i'm not going to clean off the entire bush and go everybody else can suck it right (laughs) right (laughs) yeah a good rule of thumb when you're you're foraging is always have Mm -hmm. an offering to the plant so that's a bottle of water in your basket that's a bottle of water in your basket but always have an offering for the plant and never take yeah. any more than 25%. Never. Because you don't have the, op- the plant then doesn't have the opportunity to regenerate what you've taken and what else gets taken from it, from wildlife. Very true. But I think the rose is very important um, and has a lot of different uses. I have them going in. You know, love spell jars is really nice to use roses in. Um, easily, you could oh, yeah. use it for a poppet. You can use, you can stuff a poppet with anything. Yeah, depending on what you, <laughs> what your intention is, you certainly can. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, so you can use also dead flowers and dead thorns of roses for banishing as opposed to fresh for manifestation, emotional healing, protection. Yeah. I have a a bunch of rose, like thorn 
clippings and stuff from my my rose bush that I trimmed back this past year that I have I'm going to be using for some stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. And one I I think is really important uh, that everybody knows about, but I think it's really important to mention mm, is corn. Corn. <laughs> Co- corn. Corn in the witch's garden. I think is really, really my my important. dad grew corn a couple times. The only thing that I have with if you're growing corn in your garden, it is really really hard on the soil it pulls in a lot of nutrients so if you can get yourself a mulcher or when the season is done Mm -hmm. if you take a mallet to the corn stalks and like mash them up and throw them in your compost uh, don't just throw them away because you're gonna need all the stuff that it sucked out of the soil and we talked about potatoes a little while ago. So what my dad used to do was because potatoes actually put nutrients back into the soil, he would alternate between corn and potatoes. So he... You know, my Baba did that too. Yeah. Because, yeah, it can be super hard on the soil. But... We use mm-hmm. them in corn dollies. I love making um, corn dollies. Like, you know, corn dollies, um, abundance, blessings, harvest, autumn, like all of those things. It symbolizes the bountiful harvest. And it's nourishing. This is what we've... This is what we've used. Our ancestors have used for hundreds of years. Easiest uh, I thing think to that it's used or processed too much into food. Um, but that's just the processed food. But yeah, corn is definitely used for protection and divination for good luck. Um, that's well, that's what corn dollies are for is you know, the symbol of good luck and good fortune. But even the dried kernels of corn, if you put them in a little satchel and you carry it with you, it's supposed to bring good luck and it's supposed to be used for protection. That's really interesting. I never thought to carry it around with me. I'm not talking popping corn. I'm talking dried corn. (laughs) (laughs) Night, yeah. Actual corn you would eat that you had dried and and bring the kernels with you. Don't just grab a bag of popcorn and go, hey, this will (laughs) work. Well, I mean, you could try it, but it's a different type of corn. (laughs) Lavender, lavender is big. Lavender is huge. I, um, I can't keep a lavender plant. I actually have to to buy mine. For whatever reason, my yard is like, no, I don't, I don't want to grow lavender. But lavender is huge. I mean, love spells, protection, healing, sleep, purification, peace, uh, helps with depression. Uh, I, I made these little, little um, dollies for my kids when they were little. They were shaped like little bears and they were stuffed with 
lavender bud flowers to help them sleep at night. You know, they're, yep. you can use mm-hmm. them in lavender. It can be used in baths. Like I said, like sleep pillows, that kind of thing. No, mm-hmm. not no, good for kittens. kittens. Not good for kittens, mm-hmm. everybody listening. Keep that. Keep those kittens away from the lavender. Um, it's. I love it. <laughs> I use it on everything, <laughs> and I have kittens. Um, but no, I think uh, I think it's really important part. Um, mm-hmm. The witches, which is uh, lemon balm and lemon verbena. Um, oh, I love uh, lemon balm. I, I like I the lemon ones because they're so fragrant and it's they're just very uplifting. And so those are really good for if you have um, any kind of depression or anything. Anything. The lemon balm, lemon verbena mm-hmm. family tends to help elevate mood and that's not even a magic thing that's like a a neurological thing absolutely it is excellent excellent herbs for healing excellent in tea um i actually use lemon balm daily so uh it's something i grow i connect with the plant Mm -hmm. it is associated with the moon and it's just just growing it that fresh lemon. I love in on in the summertime, in the mornings, getting up and picking my tea fresh from my yep. garden. Well, I, I do that too. I, and usually it's like mint and we haven't even touched on mint yet. <laughs> uh, mint and lemon balm and lemon <laughs> verbena. I throw those together. And if my apple trees are blooming, I will grab some apple blossoms and throw them in there as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's lovely. Apple is actually something that, oh, that. if you don't have an apple tree, get one. <laughs> if you have the room. Uh, well, I live in a condo. <laughs> I should mention that um, for, for our listeners that are thinking, well, shit, I don't have a lot of space or I only have a balcony or I don't have a balcony. A lot of what we're talking about flourishes oh, yeah. really well in pots, guys. Like that, my whole garden is pots. I don't have a garden. I have a big box, repurposed mm-hmm. pallet box that my boys built me. And everything else is in pots. Now, Lynn's garden. I, yeah, I, I have garden. quite a large garden. But even even still, like even vegetables, if you get the right size pot, you can have a potted garden. Depending mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. I did last year. I grew squash, but none of my flowers <laughs> were. Let, let me all, tell you about squash. Boys. The first time when we like uh, just a backstory, I am living in the house that I grew up in. When my dad passed away, I bought the house from the estate. Right. And I remember him growing pumpkin. And I remember that it would it would spread a little bit, right? So the first year that we were in the house after my dad passed away, it was like, okay, we're growing the garden. I put in six squash plants in this. I have like a little parcel off by the garage that's separate from the main 
garden. Six squash plants was all I put in there. It went up the side of the garage, up the shed, halfway across our driveway and halfway across the neighbor's driveway and up over her lawn. And fortunately, my neighbor Sue is also a witch and very garden oriented. So she's like, no, no, it's fine. But they just took over. And I just remember, yeah, it was six plants, but it was just everywhere. And I'm thinking, holy crap, these plants grow really well. And I got a lot of squash that year. Yeah, a lot of squash. Last year, I didn't. Yeah. It wanted, Last year, it, it wasn't that good. I, I planted pumpkin and squash. My squash didn't do very well. It was like the, the spring squash. I got maybe six off of there. Yep. And then the pumpkin, I only got about eight pumpkins. So last year was a little little iffy for for the squash and pumpkins and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, I didn't get any. <laughs> well, you can, you can actually cook squash blossoms. It. Yeah. Yeah, you can cook and eat Ooh. them. They're really, they have a really nice flavor oh, to I them, should. too. Really? Mm. Well, I did not know that. Well, look at me. But I'm not, like, this is going to be my first year, so my daughter has a garden at her place. And right, that's where it's going. So this is going to be my first year. So I look at the vegetables that I plan to grow there as nourishment, food, food for my family to keep us sustained through winter because I really feel a draw to Mm -hmm. that type of living, right? And um, whereas the other plants that I grow... I grow for magical and health purposes, right? But that's not, that's so, not to say that if you grow vegetables, whereas you can use you them. Grow, like we've got kitchen witches, right? Grow vegetables for the same reason. Yes. To nourish your family or to produce certain results as well. That makes complete sense. Now, do you... Do you use I do, yeah, most of them. There's a couple that I'm just kind of grow them for the sake of growing them. Because like I said, you know, my dad used to grow a garden. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of started growing the same stuff because. But there are some that I definitely use for certain reasons. Can you give us an example? Uh, well, I mean, we cucumber, up? I grow cucumber. <laughs> it's good for peace and healing. So, you know, you talk about cucumber water or whatever, but when you add cucumber to stuff, it helps promote healing and well-being. Uh, Rhubarb, I've got giant rhubarb plants. They're over 40 years old and they're good for love and protection. Um, You've got lettuce. Lettuce is good for drawing in money and peace and well-being. Carrots, you know, that nice bright orange carrot is associated with the sacral chakra, which has to do with creativity, with uh, sex and um, love, sensuality, spirituality. Right? I have garlic chives. So chives are good for protection, but garlic chives, um, they promote healing. They're good for protection. 
you can use them in amulets and stuff to um, get rid of evil spirits. Garlic is also used to evoke Hecate. I was going to say, so garlic. Yeah, yeah. So garlic is is a huge part of mm-hmm. my practice. It really is. Like I, I cook with it. I work with it. I offer it. I, um, yeah. Oh, I, I eat a lot of it. <laughs> you know, um, it's huge. And, uh, Hecate, uh, has several different plants yep. associated with her. As you know, I'm mm-hmm. walking that path. And um, garlic is huge. Other things like, obviously, mugwort. Yep. Obviously, sage. Um, but different things like foxglove. Um, and I get a lot of questions about foxglove. Fennel. Oh, I grew fennel last so year. Beautiful. It was splendid. Uh, juniper. Like, and, you know, 13 fennel seeds in a spell, in a talus, you know what I mean? Like, it makes a difference. It really does. Or juniper berries like that. But there's simple things a part of that garden. Um Moss. Mm -hmm. Moss is often overlooked, right? But it's important. Um, The moss queen is the wisdom of the ages. Moss itself absorbs the energy of the other plants around it. So it can adapt to, as far as a magical working, it adapts to any type of spell. Um, and can be used, you know. Well, and it was it was one of those things ways. like peat moss uh, it, was used in dressings during the war to pull out infection, right? For anybody that had any kind mm-hmm. of injury. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's it is an ant- antiseptic. Um, so. Yeah, like there's all kinds of things that we could say should be part of a witch's garden. But really, when you're growing stuff, guys, you're growing right. it for you, right? We, like I said, we didn't even touch on the mint. Yeah, and peppermint I, is and I, I grow rosemary. Pumpkin, uh, pumpkin is for for health and well-being, but it's also associated with lunar magic. Um, yarrow. I yeah, grow that's yarrow. That's really cool. Hey. And that's another big one. It can be used in healing mm-hmm. and divination. It's good for drawing love. If you carry like an amulet or whatever, you can use it for banishing negativity, for warding off fear. It promotes courage, uh, psychic awareness or opening. It's used in like marriage charms or love charms. Oh, gosh. It's huge. And let's yes, not that forget too. that it yep. stops bleeding. It's actually, I think, I think right. it's also called blood if you're in or the bush. something like that. Let me just look here. I have the info in front of me. And I would also say to people, like, 
don't get stressed oh, if you don't know everything about every plant because I don't I'm sitting oh my gosh I'm sitting here in front of me sit in front of me I got four different books in front of me I'd be oh, lost yeah. well I books. tend to you know grow I mean? more than I need but if you've got if you're limited for space pick like four or five different things and go with that you know whether you want to plant herbs or whether you want to plant vegetables or a combination of both go with stuff you really like as well as stuff that you can grow in the space that you have you don't have to grow like 500 things like i do you know i go a little overboard well that's exactly it too right think about when you're planning your gardens think about what you're growing and what you want to use it for are you growing it for the sake of growing it? I can't find my URL information. Because um, I'm not really paying attention. I'm trying to. <laughs> that said, um, yeah. think about what you're growing and what you need it for. And what you're going to use it for, too. Like, we can talk about vegetables and we're going to eat them. And that this is... But if you're going to grow other plants... What are you growing and what are you getting in? Are you connecting with that plant? Right? Like, are you growing it to use it for its magical properties? Are you growing to use it for its physiological properties? A mix of all three. Spiritual properties. <laughs> right? So mm -hmm. when you're planning your gardens, think about that. I think that's really important. And Lynn, that's a great point. Because you don't have to grow everything. Yeah. Oh, and definitely. Especially when you're space limited. And if you're okay with crawling all over plants all the time, then do that too. <laughs> this is great, Lynn. I think you're so. Another plant. That's it's a lot to cover. Oh man, it's huge. We could be doing this for hours, but for now, we will sign off thank you again for joining me I look forward to another episode with you I love it's always so much fun I love stuff. it it's great. <laughs> and to everyone else listening thanks so much for joining us um, stay tuned uh, next week of course we will have another episode available did take a little bit of a break but that's okay until then this is Amy signing off for Witch Talk mm -hmm.